0: Welcome to the Five State Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Mann, and I record this podcast to invest in the move of God happening in our five state region of South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, and Nebraska. And in today's episode, I'm going to continue the End Times for Beginners course, and we're going to be looking at a passage of scripture in Revelation chapter 20 that talks about the final rebellion. And, of course, the final judgment. Uh, And so we want to look at that, talk about that. I love this subject because for many years in my personal walk with the Lord, just understanding the truth that there is going to be a final judgment where every single person, including myself, will give an account to God. For, for how we've lived our life, and that having our name written in the Lamb's Book of Life is the only way to not be in, in the lake of fire forever. It has helped me so much to stay steady in my walk with Jesus and to make sense of some of the crazy things that happen in life. You know, a lot of the evil that goes on in the world and even the temptation that happens in the world. that strengthens me to resist temptation because I know there's a final judgment coming and I want my life to be pure. I want to live a holy life and um, so i'm looking forward to getting into this passage with you guys Um, if you want to watch the video version of this podcast you can go to my youtube channel which is also called five state revival and check that out there it's the end times for beginners uh, playlist and you see this video right on there so we're going to get straight into it right after this word from our sponsor hey guys welcome to session 27 of the end times for beginners course and this is a series of short videos uh, designed to give a basic understanding of what the bible teaches concerning the return of jesus and the events that lead up to his return and then the events the bible says will follow his return. And that's what we're talking about today is events that follow the return of Jesus as he's reigning on the earth. In the past uh several sessions we've been talking about the millennium. That's the first 1000 year uh period transition period of Jesus reigning on the earth. And during that 1000 year time frame, Jesus and the saints have worked together to progressively implement his rule throughout the earth. And by the end of this one first 1000 1,000-year uh, period of his reign, the transition process will almost be complete. There are just two final steps that remain uh, that have to be completed to finish the job of fully establishing God's reign of righteousness and joy throughout the entire earth and to complete the cleansing of earth from sin. Those final two uh, events are what we're going to talk about in this session. It's the final rebellion and then the final judgment. And so let's read about this in Revelation chapter 20 verses 7 through 15. It says, when the thousand years come to an end. So this is the end of that first 1,000 years of Jesus reigning on earth. Satan will be let out of his prison. He will go out to deceive the nations called Gog and Magog in every corner of the earth. He will gather them together for battle, a mighty army as numberless as sand along the seashore and i saw them as they went up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded god's people and the beloved city that's jerusalem but fire came from but fire from heaven came down on the attacking armies and consumed them then the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur praise god joining the beast and the false prophet there they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Verse 11, and I saw, and this is what happens next. I So first, uh, what ends up happening, you get this final rebellion. And because you got to remember, there's still, during the millennial reign of Christ, not everybody's going to be born again. The saints will be living in resurrected bodies. um, But there'll be, and there'll be others on the earth who actually get born again and come to faith in Christ during his uh, millennial reign. But there will be others who don't repent of their sin and believe in christ they still have the rebellion in their hearts that sinful nature but they will have had no real opportunity to act on it because nobody's getting away with sin during the millennial reign of christ i mean they're being brought to justice so they may have sin in their heart and want to rebel against jesus but they just know like ah, i can't really act on it that much because there's no way to get away with it so when um so when all is said and done, Jesus in his kingdom, he wants only people who will, um, who will love him and be devoted to him because they want to, because they love him. He, he wants voluntary lovers, not slaves who are forced to love him and obey his will. And so for people to love and choose Jesus, they must have a legitimate opportunity to choose not to serve Jesus. And uh, it's the same reasoning behind why did God put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden in the first place in Genesis 1 and 2. It's be- Again, it's because he wanted people to love him because they choose to love him. And in order to make the choice to love him, they have to have a legitimate choice to not love him and obey him. And uh, so we put that tree there so that they could choose, say, no to sin. I love God. And, and, uh, and, and at the end, Uh, there'll be people who are born again during the thousand year reign of christ on the earth there'll be people who are not born again during the thousand year reign of christ on the earth and at the very end before uh the new jerusalem you know descends to the earth and you know god's plan to uh, fully implement his reign on the earth uh, to be completed, he's got to, he's got to deal with the last remnants of rebellion left in human hearts remaining on the earth. And so for a very short time period... He allows the devil out of his cage, so to speak. One last time. Just like he let the devil come into the garden to tempt Adam and Eve in Genesis. The devil comes once again on the earth and he goes throughout the earth and he tempts the nations to rebel against Jesus. Those who have rebellion in their hearts against him will see their opportunity like to maybe do something about it. They will join Satan in his rebellion and they will march. The armies will march uh against the the holy city, the Jerusalem, the capital of the kingdom of God on earth. But this is not gonna be this big drawn out battle. I mean it ends so fast. They march on the city, as soon as they get there, all gathered together, fire comes from heaven and destroys them. It's over. It's it's gonna be a nothing. The only purpose of this is for God to to reveal and expose the sin that lurks in the hearts of people still remaining on the earth it is amazing to me to think about like how at the end of a thousand years of jesus reigning people are looking at jesus they see the effects of his reign in the earth how glorious and prosperous and peaceful and amazing everything has become that that sinful nature of people if they do not repent you know, it's, um, they're going to grow up. There'll be, there'll be babies born during the, let's say hypothetically, right? Like year 103 of the 1000 year reign of Christ, a baby is born by the time the thousand years gets here. That baby's, you know, like 897 years old or whatever the year 1000. And, um, They'll have grown up in the most optimum environment ever. But that sinful nature, if they do not repent and place their faith in Jesus as Lord and his atoning work that he did for them on the cross and his resurrection, they, uh, they're they still in their sinful nature. And when the opportunity comes, um, they'll take it and they'll rebel against him. But if they get born again through faith in Jesus, obviously they'll resist the temptation of when Satan is led on the earth for that last um final temptation and the final rebellion. And so uh, I'm just going to read this and then I'll finish reading the scripture. Uh, For this reason, God allows Satan to be released to tempt the nations into rebellion one last time so that those who have rebellion in their hearts will have the opportunity to act on it. Because when all is said and done after the final judgment, the only people remaining on the earth will be those who have said no to temptation and chosen to love Jesus and obey him and resist the devil. And they're going to be born again, full of the Holy Spirit, a new nature. Then they'll get resurrected bodies. Those would be the only people left after this final rebellion exposes the remaining rebels on the earth and they brings them to judgment. They're removed from the earth along with the, you know, Satan as well. And the only thing that's left is God on earth with his people who have chosen to love him and obey him. And they have demonstrated and proven their loyalty him, loyalty to him by having the opportunity to rebel against him, but saying no, resisting the devil and submitting to God. And so um once the rebellious are gathered together in their uh treason with Satan. Jesus swings his sickle of judgment one last time and he destroys them, removing them from the earth forever. After this, heaven descends to earth and the eternal age, come on, the eternal age of bliss dawns with no rebellious people anywhere on the earth. Everyone on the planet will love Jesus and will love each other as family passionately and God's the whole earth will be restored to a garden of eden paradise his will will be done his kingdom will be implemented in every aspect of life on earth everywhere it's going to be a glorious place to live and we'll get to do this forever without any interruptions after that and thus god's initial plan. Of dwelling on the earth an intimate relationship with his people human beings forever will be completed praise the lord so i want to go back to this passage of scripture and finish reading revelation 27 through 15 so the 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 devil who had deceived them was thrown alive uh, was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur joining the beast and the false prophet there they will be tormented day and night forever so first after that final rebellion um it's swiftly defeated, easily defeated by God. It's it's a very short thing. Then the final judgment comes and God's like, okay, now we're getting rid of 100% of the evil that's left on the planet. And first he deals with the devil and uh, he's thrown into the lake of fire and the the beast and the false prophet have already been there for a thousand years at this point. But now the devil joins them and he will be there with them being tormented forever, night and day. And then after dealing with the devil... The head rebel, so to speak, he deals with all the others. There's a final judgment. Next verse, eleven says, "I saw a great white throne, and the one sitting on it. The earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne. That means like like every single person at this point uh, is like those who, um, you know, died." hundreds or thousands of years before and they've been in hell they've been in hades and um but they've been awaiting their final judgment and their final sentencing which would come at the final end of the rebellion at this point uh, which comes at the end of the 1000 years millennial reign of christ um All the dead who have ever died, both great and small, it's like great in stature, small in stature, well-known and famous, influential and powerful and poor and homeless and nobody knows about them. It doesn't matter. And everything in between, all the dead come before Jesus, God, as their judge. It says, I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne and the books were opened, including the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. So we see that there is, um, you know, each person comes before the judge, God, for their sentencing, so to speak. And they come before him in all the books of their life, detailing the, their deeds in life. Like every detail of every person's life, there are books about your life that God has been recording in heaven about his activity in your life and your responses to it. And we will all give an account to God for our, the deeds done in the body at the end. We'll stand before the Lord and give an account to God. Like every single person who's ever lived will give an account. And the, the official record of, of your life in heaven, of the pe- of every person's life in heaven, will be opened the books and gone through detail by detail every crime every sin every every movement of god towards you and the rebellion movement of your heart away from him to saying no to him and wanting to do wrong like all of it will be recorded the case will be summarily presented against um against each person and i but not just our bad things our good things that are recorded in the books like our right responses to the grace of god like our right motives you know the motives of our heart being revealed will be also be recorded in those books and and people will be rewarded for that and blessed at this time and if they chose to follow jesus there's another book called the book of life and everyone who's followed jesus their name is written in that and here's what it says uh the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books verse 13 the sea gave up its dead the death and death and the grave gave up their dead and all were judged all were judged according to their deeds listen then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire this lake of fire is the second death And anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. So again, each person will come before the Lord and um, they'll give an account. Their deeds will be revealed. If their name is written in the book of life because they've chosen to follow Jesus and been born again, they're going to be in the kingdom of God forever. If their name was not found in the Lamb's book of life because they never chose to follow Jesus and submit to him as their Lord. They've never been born again. They will be thrown into the lake of fire where they will be tormented along with the devil and his angels and the false prophet and the Antichrist. All the rebels, all the rebels go to the same prison. It's called the lake of fire. When I think of a lake of fire, I think of, honestly, a volcano. I think of lava that comes out of a volcano. And and Jesus says that in this place, like the they'll be in eternal torment. They're going to night and day. It, it's not just a temporary torment, when then they just are annihilated and cease to exist. It, that Jesus says that are the the worm that eats them will never die, and uh, and the fire that burns them will never go out. Why? Because a fire uh, it will only burn as long as it has fuel to burn. But something about the nature, like uh, th- they also even the dead who are in hell are going to be in physical bodies they're going to have physical resurrected bodies and but they're going to be in hell forever so there's this property that the fire that's burning their bodies it never goes out because it because their body somehow is constantly regenerating so that it, it can't be killed But it's being constantly tormented by the fire and the worms that eat them never die because they always have flesh to feed on. It's a gory picture, but that's what Jesus said when he talked about hell. So that's why he was like, listen, man, do whatever you have to do to avoid going to hell, like cut off the temptation, deal radically getting the sin out of your life. Turn to me with all your heart and I will heal you and deliver you because you do not want to be in this place. Because that all the rebels go to the same prison, so I want to talk real quickly and just mention about what's going on here. Because it's like, wow, what, what about people now when they die? Don't they go to hell? And the answer is yes, they are in hell. But, uh, the Bible says that they're in you know a place called Hades. But at this final judgment, what happens? It's like um, the person you know in, you know in, in the city I live in in America, somebody could commit a murder uh, in my city, and they'll go to the local jail, and they'll be in that temporary jail for just for a temporary period of time while their trial was going on. And their trial will go on and if they're convicted and the evidence is presented and they are found guilty, they will stay there until they are sentenced. And then they'll come before the judge and the sentence, you know, life in prison or fifty years in prison, whatever it is, will be their final sentence will be given and pronounced over them. And then they're transferred from the temporary jail where they're at, the local county jail, onto, you know, the the federal prison or wherever it is they're going and that's where they'll serve the remainder of their sentence it's that same type of dynamic that's happening here it's like the people who have died apart from christ they're already in hell but this final judgment all of them are brought out and they are brought before the lord and, when, and then the evidence is presented, their life, the details of their life, their deeds as recorded in the books. And uh, if their name is not found in the Lamb's Book of Life, which if they came out of hell, uh, you know, obviously uh, their name won't be in the Lamb's Book of Life. You know what I mean? But those who are born again never go to hell. But um, then their final sentencing happens, eternity in the lake of fire and they're transferred to the final prison with the devil and his angels and all the other rebels where they'll be tormented day and night forever and ever and this is the final judgment so we see this happens at the end of that initial thousand year period of jesus reigning on the earth after he returns it's like you know remember his goal is to fully establish his reign in all of the earth and that has progressively happened over that first thousand years to the point where okay like we've got it all taken care of now there's but there's still people on the earth who have the rebellion against him in their hearts they've not yet been born again and jesus says okay it's time for the last two things is i have to uh i have to um reveal the rebels." And so he lets the devil out of the cage for a short period. They see their opportunity, supposedly, to rebel against Jesus. They take it. They unite together. They march as an army. Fire falls from heaven and burns them up. And then Jesus is like, okay, now for the final judgment. And every single person who's ever... Uh, lived, uh, you know, comes before the Lord and those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life, we're with him forever and we're going to be in his kingdom living on the earth with him forever. The angels, all this kind of stuff, but the devil and his angels as, as well as um, all, all the wicked throughout all of history from that point forward will be in the lake of fire. So now there's no rebels left anywhere on the planet. And God's reign is not just substantially implemented in the earth, but at this point it is now fully implemented. There is no sin and no rebellion and no curse anywhere on the planet. It's fully restored from the fall and from the effects uh, of the fall. So I hope that helps. We're going to get into a really exciting passage of scripture in the next session where we look at the city the Bible calls the New Jerusalem, where the saints will live with him forever. It's an awesome city, and we're going to talk about what it's going to be like on the new heavens and the new earth. We've already looked at it in the millennium. We're seeing it happen, but now it's going to be like all the good stuff that was happening in the millennium is just going to continue, but not just like substantially like it was in the millennium, but entirely God's will is done everywhere. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So, God- Thank you for listening to this episode of the Five State Revival podcast. I would love to hear any feedback or questions you have regarding things I talked about in this episode. You can email me at 5 revival at gmail.com. So that's the number 5, staterevival at gmail.com. And I also want to encourage you to go to amazon.com and check out my book that I wrote called Relentless Passion positioning your heart for God encounters, you know, burned with burn with passion for Jesus, I think is the subtitle, but I just wrote this book to just give practical instruction about how to make Jesus your first love and to love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength in every season of your life. And uh, I think you'll be blessed by reading it. So yeah, please go and check that out. And I look forward to connecting with you again on our next episode.